Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Gentlemen, degenerates, and gamblers far and wide, welcome in to episode number 41 of the Talk in the Line podcast. Boy, oh boy, we are just clipping right along as we now have these episodes five days a week. Before we dive into today's episode, talk some lines and give you the value we found on the slates today, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the TTL podcast on. If you enjoy the crew's content and do have a few moments and could be so kind, go ahead and leave us a review or rating, whichever platform uh, gives you that offering. We certainly do appreciate those five stars. Last but not least, if you would also head on over to this episode's description, you can locate the TTL link tree. Now within that link tree, you will find all of the TTL crew's content. So you can consume it however and whenever you please. Few updates coming to that link tree rather soon as well, so stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, gamblers far and wide, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Soroka, and I am beyond juiced to get this Thursday kicked off. Have some serious, serious value to bring to you guys, but as per usual, I wouldn't be able to do it by myself. Need a little help on these daily missions of finding the value, and cashing some damn tickets. So without further ado, let's bring on in the co-host of today's podcast and every episode of the TTL podcast, the diehard Sox fan himself, the I will take them to the grave with me Packers fan himself, and a man who will not hear any more bullshit about either one of those teams for the time being. The man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley R. Mags Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am doing fantastic. It is a lot nicer waking up in the mornings when you've got ticket cash and to open your phone and check out, and that is exactly what we've got going on this week. 150%. Let me tell you, my energy has been through the roof. My vibes have been through the roof. My mentality has been through the roof. Ever since we took the leap of faith to take this full-time, become full-time sports handicappers, full-time content creators, all this good stuff... My whole outlook on life is just completely changed, and I wake up with a purpose and a passion every single morning. I don't know about you. Hundred percent. And hopefully, there's a direct correlation of us winning our bets a lot more consistently. Yeah. Hopefully, that's uh, you know 
Yeah. Not just some uh, coincidence. Not just I don't fluke, think it is. Not just a fluke. But uh, funny you mentioned that your boy is on a fucking heater right now, my you man. You are. I'm uh, Monday, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, eleven zero and one. Not including our TTL showdown. Sure, sure. We include that eleven one and one. But I am hot. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm doing okay myself. Kind of just rowing with the paddle mm-hmm. upstream. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, positive, doing all right. Positive and you, night for you last night. Oh yeah, but you, my man, are. Uh, you've got the. You got a. You got a motorboat going hey, upstream hey, right now. I put the uh, the old rinker. 500 horsepower motor on the back of this bad boy, and I'm sending the uh, whole TTL ship yeah. in the right direction for us. You are. So, I uh, mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> hey, you're getting there. I'm doing solid on my yeah. personal plays exactly. aside from this. Exactly. It's just that, you know, I'm doing like these two in one days, which I'm not going to sneeze at, but, uh, you know, you're, you're rocking along right now. But hey. Yeah, hey. I'm riding along with you, so you're, I'm uh, reaping some of the benefits. Absolutely. You're coming right along, and uh, you mentioned that as well. Your plays outside of the podcast have been absolute hitters, partner. I've been My paying man. attention to your Action app. If you guys don't follow Mags on the Action app, what the hell are you doing? Download the Action Network app. If you do not have it, it is the green check mark. Follow at our Mags while you're at it. Follow at Talking the Line and at Cash underscore with underscore Colt. You'll get all of our additional daily plays that we have outside of the podcast and we both have been on some heaters lately we're talking we're not talking a half a unit a one unit type of night we're talking four or five unit type of nights yep. and over the last 30 days we're finally starting to crawl out of that early season mlb hole and looking real real solid so make sure you follow us all there uh yesterday's parlay pop off what a win that was uh basically just had the red sox first five money line and two pushes one on yep. The Grizzlies won on the White Sox first five money line. So uh got the win there, I suppose. There's but, some uh, green coming yeah. in nonetheless. Yeah, you know, not as uh not as well as we would have liked or as we would have hoped. Yeah, but, that Ja Morant uh missed free throw in the last seconds there to get the cover was uh Yeah. Or to miss the cover and get the push was uh heartbreaking. It was a heartbreaker for sure, but could have been worse, I suppose. Yeah. Nonetheless, it's part of the game we play and we got a- another loaded episode coming at you for this beautiful Thursday of bets. Of course, you got our Mag's best bets and my best bets, uh, bringing a few different plays for you today. Um, We got to get on the same page here with these NBA games, but apparently we still can't. So fuck it. Another TTL showdown for today's podcast. You better believe it for the Pacers and Wizards matchup tonight for the NBA playoffs. We got for the first time ever on a TTL podcast now that it is live on Thursdays, the Triple Play Thursday Parlay. If you don't know what that is, you didn't read the newsletter before we brought it on over to the podcast. It is three baseball plays of varying types, maybe a run line, maybe a total, maybe a first five. We parlay those three bad boys up, call it the Triple Play Thursday Parlay, give it out to you when we run that bitch to the window. Yes, sir. That's how we do it. Obviously, the Moneyline Dice will make their usual appearance. Bit of a rough night for them last night, but we'll obviously touch on that as well once we get to the Moneyline Dice segment. But for now... We also have some other rants and reactions to get to in the now-called rants and reactions segment of the podcast. No longer the banter minutes. It is now the rants and reactions segment. So we will be sure to hit on all the good hot topics, news, sports gambling news, and related things at the end of this pod. But for now. Cut all the nonsense. Cut all the gossip. No more of the horse shit you could go to every other media outlet and locate. You come here for the stone cold locks and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew. Now, 
It's time for the first segment of the day, the TTL Crew's Best Bets of the Day. As per usual, I typically hand it on over to my partner. He showed up at the TTL Production Studios today with a smile from ear to ear. He said, partner, I searched high and low last night, had some question marks, got up this morning, question marks, gone. Got all the questions answered, feeling spectacular. I got my plays locked in. When can I give it to the degenerates? I said, hold on. We got to get to 8.30. Hit the record button. This man has been rearing ever since. So, partner. Hold me back. You have the floor. Don't hold me back. All right, first play of the day. <laughs> first play of the day, I'm running right into the MLB. We got a nice little MLB slate today. First play at 105. I'm taking the Yankees money line versus the Texas Rangers. Couple of right-handers on the mound for these teams. Domingo Germain versus Dane Dunning. Germain has been pitching well this season, consistently throwing quality starts. He's got a 3.62 ERA, 1.15 whip. Dunning has not been terrible, but he isn't lighting the world on fire. He's uh, not pitching that great in May right now. He's got a 4.91 ERA in May, including a 4 e four earned run start in his last outing versus Houston, over four innings pitched. And uh, as opposed to the first five, I like this money line. Yankees got one of the best bullpens in the league with a 285, 2.85 ERA and a 185 batting average against. On the flip side, Texas is rolling in with a 401 ERA and a uh, betting average against of 241. A lot of money coming in on the Yankees right now, but uh, you know I'm uh, I'm trusting the public in this one. You know I, I had this pick before I looked at that, but uh, even despite that, I still like these Yankees. Um, I don't have any problems with all of that money coming in. This is going to be an early start, and uh, I think the Yankees pull away late. They've got a couple of guys out, but they still got the bulk of their lineup in there. So. Okay. I like the way they're playing right now in Texas. All right. I uh, I can get down with you there. That was going to be one one of my things that I would say is uh, right now, Yankees getting 87% of the bets, 66% of the money. Right before we started recording, they were actually getting 92% of the money. So it's dropped down a little bit. Texas starting to get some of that sharp money. So just based on some of those signals I'm seeing with the bets and money percent, might stay away just a little bit. It's your play. You got to hammer it in. Uh, I might ride along with you. We'll see how we feel at the end of the podcast. But see how we get right around one o'clock. Maybe <laughs> we'll see how we feel. But I'm liking it. I, so, I still like it. So your first play, Yankees money line. Money line. Money line. All right. Second play. This one might be my favorite of my three today. I am taking at two thirty-seven p.m. Central Standard Time the Astros first five money line versus the Oakland A's. You've got right-hander Luis Garcia on the mound for the Astros versus left-handed Cole Irvin for the A's. Love the pitching splits in this one. Astros are one of the top-hitting lefty lineups in the league. 280 batting average, 345 OBP, and a 6.1 runs per nine innings versus lefties. Oakland, on the other hand, versus right-handers, 211 batting average, 297 OBP, and a 3.97 runs per nine. One of the worst right-handed hitting teams. Garcia has been solid this year. Another guy that's been consistently throwing quality starts. Irvin has not been bad. However, his worst two starts came against this Houston lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, four earned run allowed in both starts against this Houston team. They've got his number, like I said, just one of the flat-out best-hitting lefty lineups in the league. You might say second or third behind my White Sox. Sure. Uh, lastly, Houston, also one of the best first five-run teams in the league. Number three in the league at 3.05. They are also one of the best first five-runs allowed teams in the league at 2.07. 
Hey, I absolutely love it. Going back to the well again today with your Houston Astros. They've been your boys so far on the first five money line this year. So got to pick the spots, and I, I, this is one of my favorite spots for them here. There it is. All right, what else you got? Last uh, last play for my personal plays here. Taking a little under action at six twenty p.m. Central Standard Time. Taking the Pirates and Braves under eight and a half. You've got Will Crow on the mound for the Pirates versus Drew Smiley here, lefty for the Braves. These pitchers are throwing much better than their ERAs would suggest. Smiley, after a rough April, has uh, has really turned things around. Last two starts, 12 innings pitch, only one earned run over that stretch. Uh, Pitt is a Pittsburgh is a bad lefty hitting team. 208 batting average, 298 OBP, 3.34 runs per nine innings. Uh, Crow has been nothing special, but he's putting out some quality starts, allowing no more than three earned runs this year. Uh, Braves offense, nothing spectacular here against righties, uh, 224 batting average. So I like this one to stay low with uh, Smiley being the big key here. If he can keep them to zero or one runs through six, seven innings, I think this is an easy uh, easy winner for the under eight and a half. I think you're uh, spot on there with some of that analysis, partner. Currently under getting 47% of the bets and 59% of the money. So under is looking like the popular play for some of those sharp bettors today. So in case they missed a single one of them, partner, lay um down your three best bets of the day. All righty, from the top, Yankees money line, Astros first five money line, and the Pirates versus Braves under eight and a half runs. Thank you very much, partner. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. If you're riding with our mags today, be sure to hammer those home, sprinkle some dough down, lock them in at whatever the current best line you can find them at on your favorite sports book. Now, you know what the second half of the best bets of the day, obviously my best bets of the day, me being the second half of the TTL Sports Media crew. I don't know who else would be giving you plays today. I don't see anybody else here. So I might as well get after it. All right, here we go. I have five plays, picks, wagers coming at you again today. However, I only have three games I'm looking at. So I got two plays coming from or two of the games. So lock in. Get ready. Here we go. First play of the day I am taking. There is two plays in this game, but my favorite in this play, I am going to the matchup between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Baltimore Orioles, and I am taking for my first play, the one unit play, the Tampa Bay Rays first five money line. Let me tell you why. Rich Hill on the mound for the Rays and Dean Kramer or Kramer, I believe it's Kramer, on the mound for the Orioles. Uh, Kramer has been rough for the O's all season long. He's 0-3, has a 5.81 ERA, 1.45 whip, holds a 290 batting average, 336 OBP, has allowed 860 OPS, and is averaging only about four and a third innings per start. Only three games out of seven starts. Kramer has allowed under three runs so far this year, and that was 2-1-1 one, and one against some more weaker offenses in the MLB. Hill has started off a bit of a bumpy campaign for the Rays here in 2021, but he has started to found himself so far here, or started to find himself rather, um, into the month of May. He is 2-1 and one for the Rays on the season, holds a 4.26 ERA, 1.08 whip, 
gives up a batting average of 207, OBP of 292, and an OPS of 663, averaging about four and two-thirds innings per start. Now, I said he's heating up here in May, and you better believe I got the stats to back it up. Last three games in May, he's gone 15 and two-thirds innings. Two of those starts have been six and six and two-thirds innings. He's only given up six hits, had 17 Ks, allowed six walks, given up no homers, and had no earned runs. The lefty old dog is starting to find his money pitches again, and I am all over him in this matchup against a struggling Orioles offense right now. First five inning runs per game, Tampa Bay 15th in the MLB, averaging 2.43 and averaging 2.71 on the road. Baltimore 26th in the MLB, averaging 2.24 runs per first five and averaging 2.26 at home. First five inning runs per game allowed Tampa Bay 12th in the MLB, 2.30 average, averaging 2.48 on the road. And Baltimore 27th in the MLB, 2.95 average and averaging a an amount of runs that is not something you want to see in the first five innings, allowing 3.78 runs per first five at home so far this season. In the last five starts in the first five innings for Rich Hill, Tampa Bay is 2-1-1 one, and one straight up. In the first five innings in Kramer's last five starts, Baltimore is 2-3 and three straight up. Tampa Bay in their last five games overall is 3-2 and two straight up to the first five money line. 1-1 one and one against Baltimore as they have played them two times already in their last five. And Baltimore in their last five is also 3-2. and two. However, I think it mainly comes down to this pitchy matchup. Hill has much more upside in this game today, and I just cannot get behind the arm of Dean Kramer Mm -hmm. at this point in time. There's no amount of juice that would want me to lay my hard-earned money on his arm and having any type of a good day. The Reds, uh, the Rays team are red, red hot right now. They've been putting up runs like crazy. They put up 13 on Monday, 9 on uh or 13 on Tuesday, 9 on Wednesday. They have been destroying the baseball and all that leads me into my second play coming out of this matchup. I am taking the Rays minus one and a half. That is my half unit play on this matchup. Why? The Rays have already won both of these games between them and the Orioles in this series so far 13 to 6 and 9 to 7 got a little sweaty last night and then the bats came alive they put up a boatload of runs and won 9 to 7 yeah John Means was holding them down for a while and they put up nine in the second half of that game yes they did yes they did so my first two picks of the day for my one unit play I am taking the Tampa Bay Rays first five money line and for my half unit play in this matchup I am taking the Tampa Bay Rays minus one and a half on the run line. Second and third or third and fourth picks of the day coming out of one matchup. Here we go. Stick with me. Don't get too confused. We're locking it in. Now, going back to the well, ladies and gentlemen, against my better judgment, (laughs) I searched the lines high and low. I looked around and I said, you know what? This is the perfect spot to take them again. I just can't pass it up. So that's right. I am going back to the Giants versus Reds, and I am taking the Giants' first five money line on a half-unit play. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm a little uh, more concerned about this one today just from some of the early money I've seen. That's why it's only a half-unit, but I also do have a full-unit play in this game. Now, you got Johnny Cueto on the mound for the Giants and Trevor Molly on the mound for the Reds. 
Cueto had an extremely efficient start to the 2021 season and then got put on the injured list, had to battle for just a little bit, and now he's starting to find himself again. He had one struggling game, and they've been giving him a few more innings here and there. Now this will be his third start coming off of IL, and I think he is primed for a huge bounce-back game against a Reds offense that has seemingly gone ice cold all of a sudden when they were one of the hottest teams in baseball. Now we all know Trevor Molle has been the Reds' workhorse this season. However, he has kind of struggled going into May. He's pitched 17 and a third innings in May so far, allowed 20 hits, had 16 Ks, given up four walks, five home runs, and has allowed nine earned runs. He's having a bit of a bumpy start here to his May campaign, and I don't think that the Giants are any type of a team that they want to see right now and that he wants to see right now, especially with the Giants trying to get this 4-0 sweep over right. the Reds in Cincinnati. Right. First five inning runs per game. The Giants are starting to go up. Reds mm-hmm. starting to slip a little mm-hmm. bit. Giants 13th in the MLB, 2.49 average, averaging 2.40 on the road. Cincinnati 8th in the MLB, 2.63 average, and averaging 3.70 at home. As I've said in some of the previous days with this pick, the Reds are starting to slide, and they are not playing at those average numbers. And the Giants, on the other hand, are playing above those average mm-hmm. numbers and are playing above how they've played all season long. They are the best team in the NL and they continue to get the job done. Another key fact, if you have not heard me say this yet, first five inning runs per game. The Giants are first in the MLB in first five inning runs per game. They have a dominant defense and a dominant pitching staff, only allowing 1.44 first five runs per game average and averaging 1.64 runs per first five on the road. Cincinnati, almost dead last. 29th in the MLB in first five inning runs per game allowed, averaging 3.05 with an average of 2.65 runs allowed at home. You know, I can't help myself. I'm going back to the well. I don't care. I am locking it in. I am hammering it in. The Giants won the first five on Monday, four to nothing. They won on Tuesday, three to zero, and then they won yesterday, one to nothing. The Reds have not been able to get any type of bats going against any pitcher in this San Francisco Giants um, pitching staff, and I think that it continues to happen tonight. Why do I think that? Couple of the key things I saw. Giants 12 and 4 in day games this season. Reds 8 and 9 mm. in day games so far this season. Giants 18 and 11 against righties so far this season. Reds 16 and 19 against righties so far this season. That's interesting because when you look at some of their numbers, you would right? not expect exactly. That. So you got to go a little bit deeper, get some of the things you can only find on the TTL mm-hmm. podcast. And one thing I am also looking at if we get out of these starting pitching matchups. The Reds' bullpen is struggling. They are having a terrible May, had a terrible end of April. Meanwhile, the Giants' bullpen is starting to turn around from their early season struggles and have been really handling business, especially against this Reds team. So all of that combined leads me to my second pick out of this matchup, and I am taking the Giants' full game money line for a full unit play. And now let me tell you why I'm doing this like this setup. Giants first five money line, half a unit because holy shit, I'm taking this four days in a row. (laughs) This is like walking on pins and needles at this point, taking it four days in a row. However, I think it's going to be really tight between Cueto and Molly. Mm -hmm. Might be nothing, nothing at the end of five. We might get our money back on a push. That's kind of what I'm predicting. But then 
I said that about the bullpens. I think the Giants start heating up, if not in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning. They pull away, get this victory nice and easy. So, yeah, two I'm plays, all over it with you. Two plays out of this matchup Giants first five money line, half unit play, and the Giants full game money line, one unit play. There's my third and fourth picks. Told you I had five. So, if you can do simple math, the fifth one's coming now for my fifth pick of the day. I'm headed to the NHL slate, some Stanley Cup matchups, game three between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Islanders. First two games were played in Pittsburgh. Now we're headed on over to New York and Mm -hmm. the Isles get to have some home ice where they have been dominant to say the least all season long. In the previous 10 games, Played this season between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Islanders. All played in 2021. Only four of those games were played in New York. The Islanders won two of them, four to three and two to nothing. The other two they lost, but they were overtime losses. Okay. Four to three in OT and four to three in a shootout. So they got the Penguins number on their home ice. You give up uh, a little bit of the playoff intensity, give a little bit of the Stanley Cup vibes. I think this is exactly what the Islanders need to pull off this victory tonight. I mentioned they're a wagon at home, 21-4-3 at home yep. this season. The Gwens, 15-12-1 on the road. The Islanders, let's not play any bones about it. If you've watched this game, they have been, or these two games, they have been in every single minute of the game. Yeah. The Gwens have not been destroying them by any means, and as a matter of fact, the Islanders have actually been the more physical of the two teams. Mm-hmm. So I like them to keep that pace going, even ratchet it up more now that they're in front of their home team, home crowd fans, and pull away for a solid victory tonight. I think they might even get it done by two goals, but I love the money line here this evening. And to really hammer it home, if you look, the Islanders are actually the better team across the board. Uh, when it comes to them versus the Penguins. They are the better team in defense, better team in penalty kill, better team in face-offs, disciplined defensively and offensively, and the better team in goaltending. They are ranked one spot ahead of them in power rankings, number five for the Islanders and number six for the Penguins. Give me every single bit of the Islanders' money line tonight. I will gladly lay the very cheap price on these boys to get the series, uh, well, not the series win, but get the win tonight and move them ahead in the series yep. two to one. So my fifth pick of the evening, New York Islanders' money line. Let me take it back to the top for you. I know it was a little confusing. I know it was a little all over the place. We had a bunch of plays coming out of the same game. So in case you missed it, the five picks today for my best bets. Tampa Bay Rays, first five, money line for a one-unit play. Tampa Bay Rays, minus one-and-a-half run line for the full game on a half-unit play. The San Francisco Giants, first five, money line on a half-unit play. The San Francisco Giants, full game, money line for a full one-unit play. And the New York Islanders, money line, also a one-unit play. There are my five. Hammer them home, lock them down, sprinkle some dough on across them, and get ready to run them to the window and lock them in at whatever the current best line you can find them at on your favorite sports book.
There you have it. My best bets of the day are Mag's best bets of the day. I am very confident we are going to have one hell of a betting Saturday or Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> one hell of a betting Thursday here. I don't know where Saturday came into my mind there. Came out of nowhere. Um, but we did mention it at the top of the podcast. TTL showdown. Ooh. We uh we can't get on the same page here with these NBA plays. We've been trying to uh, tell each other why we're why we're wrong and why each other should come over to the other side, but for some reason we can't seem to figure out how to do that. So instead of shaking hands, making up, and just playing the same plays, we said fuck all that nonsense. I'm going to the dirt. Throw up the Dukes. We are bringing back the TTL showdown. I'm not going to hide behind no no glitz and glamour. I'm bringing it right out to the podcast airwaves. I'll gladly go to the dirt with you tonight. So, that all being said, TTL showdown for this evening. We have the NBA playoff matchup with some serious, serious ramifications behind it. Do or die. The Indiana Pacers versus the Washington Wizards. My partner has selected the Indiana Pacers plus three, obviously leaving me with the Washington Wizards minus three. I was all over the Wizards last night, and my partner quickly shot back, well, shit, then I'm taking all of the Pacers plus three. So I've been geared up to hear what he's got to lay down this morning. So once again, partner, you have the floor. Thank you, my man. I mean, uh, if they didn't uh, convince you after our showdown from Tuesday, I don't know what's going to convince you. Uh, But anywho, the Pacers are on another level right now. They are playing by far their best basketball of their season. Uh, Washington doesn't have the defense to stop them right now. And, uh, you know, Washington should be able to score. But uh, anywho, (laughs) I keep saying anywho, Uh, Pacers uh, Pacers move the ball really well right now. And they have uh, just a handful of different options that can score the ball. Uh, They are 6-0-1 ATS over their last seven. And they are 11-5 ATS their last six. 16 games in Washington. Uh, these teams played a couple of weeks ago and ended with a one-point Wizards win. I think it's going to be another tight one. And if you're giving me the extra three-point cushion, I think the Pacers are going to win outright. Uh, but, I mean, in my opinion, worst-case scenario, it's another one of those you know, one-point, two-point losses for the Pacers. Uh, but like I said, the Pacers are moving the ball really well. They have, even with a couple injuries, they uh, have enough options to keep the uh, put the ball in the basket. Uh, this over is super high. Otherwise, I'd be interested in that because these teams can definitely pour it in. Um, any Aside from that, I just really like the Pacers. I like that plus three. I think they get it done by at least five points tonight. Oh, so they get the win by at least five points. Well, let me direct you, and not to kick a, a down horse or a beaten horse while he's down, but... You did so mention yesterday that the Washington, or the not the Washington Wizards, the Golden State Warriors had no defensive opportunities to be able to stop AD or LeBron or Schroeder. And, I didn't say anything or about Maybe not Schroeder. Either way, those three gentlemen combined in the first half yesterday had under 10 points. So really, really great, terrible, terrible defense you saw there from the Warriors. So we'll probably see some of that terrible defense from the Wizards tonight as you well. a lot of confidence I'm not, for a uh, man buying who's any down of it. five to 14 I don't and care. I don't care about any of it. I am playing based off of trends and betting logic. I know that the Pacers played an absolutely stupendous game on Monday, but you cannot, or Tuesday, I'm sorry, but you cannot look me in the eyes and tell me that they are going to 
come back out and go 700 for 700 from behind the arc again. That was an anomaly. Yeah, they do not shoot like that. They do not even come close to shooting like that. And I feel some serious, serious regression to the mean coming tonight. I'm a trends guy. You know that. Washington, 41, 30, and 1 ATS overall this season. 19 and 17 ATS at home. 7 and 8 ATS as a home favorite. So got a chance to even that up to 500. 27 and 22 ATS are the Wizards on one day rest. They are actually 18 and 5 ATS in their last 23 games playing on one day rest. 21 and 17 ATS with equal rest. They are also 5 and 1 ATS in their last six following an ATS loss, 7-0-1 ATS in their last eight home games following a straight-up loss, and they are also 12-3 straight up and 10-5 ATS in their last 15 home games. Now, Indiana on the road, you're confident they're going to win as a home puppy, eight or as a road puppy, 8-11 straight up, and 9-10 and ATS as an away dog. You got no Levert, you got no Lamb, Brogdon coming off of a game where he put every ounce of himself into that to will himself and his team to that huge victory. The entire Pacers lineup put everything that they had into that game. I believe that the tanks are on empty tonight. They're going to come right back crashing down to the mean, and we're going to see that same Pacers team that we've seen all year. They were so quick to get on Twitter and say, this time of the year is different. We different. We different over here. And they've sucked ass all year. So I see all of that happening. And you know, the powers that be of, hey, don't go out there tooting your own horn, getting too big and and getting too high on your horse. You're about to get smashed the shit down tonight. Let me tell you that. So I am gladly, gladly laying the buckets with the Wizards at minus three. Okay. Uh, yeah, those 21 minutes really drain uh, Malcolm Brogdon out there. Man. Hey, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going to have it. And not to mention Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, most experienced players on the court, had some off nights on Tuesday, going to be coming back ready to absolutely destroy this Pacers defense. And uh, why not? Indiana 6-7 and seven ATS as a 3-4.5 to four and a half point dog on the season, and Washington 4-2 and two ATS as a 3-4.5 to four and a half point favorite this season. Anything else you'd like to add there, partner? I'm 14 and five in showdown, so that's <laughs> what I'd off. like to add. <laughs> Fuck off is what I got to say to that. So if you're riding with Mags, who obviously is the TTL showdown champion, but can't win a bet anywhere else, oh, or, <laughs> shit. Give me a break. or if you're riding with me and the Washington Wizards minus three, either way, whoever you think has the better analysis, whoever you think is winning tonight, hammered home, we'll be sure to put out the TTL showdown poll today. But either way, there's the TTL showdown today between the Pacers and the Wizards. You got our plays. All right. We can be friends again. Let's be friends for now. (laughs) Let's uh, cool off a little bit of the hostility here and uh, head on over to the third segment of the TTL podcast, episode number 41 today on this beautiful Thursday, May 20th, 2021. Now, I mentioned it at the top of the pod. You've never seen it on a podcast before because it has been a TTL newsletter staple. The newsletter's on hold for the time being. So we said, what do we do with the triple play Thursday parlay? Well, why the heck don't we just make it the special play on the Thursday podcast? So that's exactly what we did. Now, mentioned at the top, three baseball plays, parlaying them together. This week, we have a hitter. We went 0-2 on special plays Monday and Tuesday. 
We got our win, a little bit of a fluky one yesterday. We broke the net, if you will, broke the ice and got into the winning column. And now I see all three green check marks on these plays already, speaking it into existence. So for the three legs today, I'll kick things off. First leg we are taking, and I'm going to go ahead and open up my sports book as well so I can give you guys some live odds here. The first bet we are taking is the Cubs full game money line. Cubs full game money line. Now, why are we taking this? couple reasons here. Cubbies lost a terrible game last night. If you are a Cubby fan like me, you stayed up to the bitter hours of 11 p.m. last night, hoping that they would be able to get that victory. They touched up Mad Max early, but couldn't get enough runs on the board, left a few too many runners in scoring position. And now they get the opportunity to face Joe Ross, who has been all over the map so mm-hmm. far this season. He's 2-3 and three overall with a 5.80 ERA and a 1.46 whip, averaging about five innings. Now, Trevor Williams gets the bump for the Cubs, and he has not been his usual form so so far this season. I think it's time that uh, he's going to make a big rebound here, a nice bounce back, good home game. Um, he's really just, uh, it's a lot of question marks. I can't really put my thumb on it as to why he's been pitching the way he has, but he is typically more dominant than what we have seen so far this season. I think we start to see that here pretty soon. Um, the Cubs, like I said, coming off that brutal loss last night, they are going to be rearing to get into the box again and start putting some balls over the wall against Joe Ross, who has just had a knack for leaving meatballs all around the strike zone all season long. So we are all over the Cubs. Nothing super crazy. This is more of a betting feel of a uh, professional betters feel behind this play. So for the first leg of today's Triple play Thursday parlay. We are taking the Chicago Cubs money line. Partners got the second leg of today's parlay. And why don't you go ahead and lay it down, my man? All right, my man. This is uh, one of my favorite plays of the entire slate that we've got today. Um, Out of the Red Sox and Blue Jays matchup at 6.37 p.m., we are taking the Red Sox first five money line. I took them yesterday. It was pretty easy breezy. And uh, yeah. I think it's going to be pretty similar today. You've got Nick Pavetta on the mound, right-hander versus Steven Matz, left-hander. Red Sox are one of the best lefty-hitting lineups and best first five offenses and best first five defenses in the entire MLB. Mm-hmm. Versus left-handers, 271 batting average, 331 OBP. Second in the MLB overall in first five runs at 3.39. Second overall in the MLB in road first five runs per game, 3.16. They are also sixth in first five runs allowed. Uh, Third on the road in first five runs allowed with 1.74. Toronto is 20th in first five runs allowed in the MLB. Pavetta himself has been pretty, pretty solid. Last six starts, um, only one start allowing three earned. Rest are two or less. Mats has been a little inconsistent, and the damage that has been done on him has come against some good lefty hitting offenses. Coincidence? I don't think so. I think not. Small sample size in his career versus Boston hitters, but in the small sample size that you've got, hitters for the Red Sox are 12 and 31 for a 527 batting average against Mr. Steven Matz. 
I think it is going to be very similar to what you saw yesterday. Uh, Red Sox jumped all over Ross Stripling. I think it's going to be pretty, pretty similar here. And you might see a little 4-2-5-2 first five win here for the Red Sox. Absolutely. So there's your second leg, the Red Sox first five money line. And we told you we had three. So here's the third coming at you. The third leg of the triple play parlay. We are taking the Miami Marlins first five money line. Now, why would we be doing so? Let me tell you the few reasons. Now, main thing I'm looking at is this pitcher matchup. You got Alcantara going against Velasquez. Alcantara on the mound, obviously, for the Marlins. Velasquez for the Phils. Now, Alcantara has some pretty brutal surface numbers. One and three straight up, 4.06 ERA, 1.16 whip, and averaging about five and two-thirds innings. That is not Sandy Alcantara. He is a dominant, dominant pitcher. He had a really rough outing against the Colorado Rockies and as we all, or I'm sorry, against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And as we all know, the Dodgers have a tendency from time to time to put up some serious runs Mm -hmm. when they play at home. Outside of that, he has been a stud in the month of May. I believe he will continue to do so. And he has much more upside in this matchup for a very specific reason. He has pitched in Citizens Bank Park, which is the Phillies ballpark, if you didn't know, better than any other ballpark he's ever pitched in his entire MLB career. He is 3-0 with a 1.33 ERA, has only allowed three earned runs, has 18 Ks, and has pitched 20 and a third innings in those three games. So he has been a monster when it comes to playing the Phillies at Citizens Bank. Not to mention Velasquez, he's been pitching out of his mind, and I think it's time for a little regression to yep. the mean. He holds a career ERA of 4.67 and currently is at 3.68. So I think he's due for one of those games to take him up a few points in that ERA, and I think these Marlins bats are just what can do it. The Marlins defense is also really, really solid. They have a knack for just knocking balls down, making big plays when it needs to happen. And their bullpen has also been saving them late in games. They struggled in the earlier part of the season. And now all of a sudden, all of their pen guys are just dealing. Right. They won the game outright last night, three to one, mm-hmm. won the first five last night, one to nothing. And I think with just the upside of Alcantara and some of the regression, I think we're going to see here from Velasquez, especially also how cold the Phillies bats have been here over the past few weeks, few days, and they still have a lot of question marks up and down their lineup. I'm all over the Miami Marlins first five here. Yeah, all over it with you. No problem with it. 150%. So you got the three plays. Let me give them to you one more time, let you know what it's paying out at, and then you can lock it in. So for the three plays, we are taking the Cubs money line, the Marlins first five money line, and the Red Sox first five money line. Parlay those bad boys together. You're going to get paid out at over six to one odds. Real nice and juicy for your Thursday bet slip. Hammer it home, lock it in, and let's run that some beats to the window this evening as soon as it gets done cashing with the Red Sox give or take right about 8 39 o'clock yep let's run the triple play thursday parlay to the window lock it in all right wrapping up the betting portion sports gambling portion 
of the TTL podcast, episode number 41 on this beautiful May 20th, 2021. We are now headed to the all-trustworthy, all-knowing, and the usual fourth segment of the TTL podcast, the Moneyline Dice. Bring them to me. They are back in action. Had a bit of a rough evening last night. Both of their selections lost brutally. The We had the Edmonton Oilers, and obviously the Jets ended up winning that game 4-1. to one. It was 2-1 to one going to the end of the third period, and the Jets won that game 4-1. to one. So even more of a swift kick in the Nads for yep. us for the over. The Dice said, couldn't believe it. Don't know what the heck happened out there. We were seeing a 5-2 to two Oilers victory. We're very sorry that that happened. We are now 6-7, and seven, but tonight we're going to get back above 500. Mark our words. No questions. So without further ado, in the dice we trust, it is time for those dice to make their roll. Now we are headed to another Stanley Cup matchup tonight, and it is the first North Division matchup between another set of two teams, the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, the Montreal Canadiens are coming in as the away team and as a substantially large underdog. Yep. The Maple Leafs, obviously home team and rather large favorite. Now, Dice, it's your time to shine. Are you ready? They told me they are. Home or away for the first roll of the day. They look good today. The away team Canadians or the home team Maple Leafs. Dice, who we taking in three, two, one. The home home team, team. the Toronto Maple Leafs. And funny, I actually like the Canadians to win this series. But stay off of that. Toronto Maple Leafs are the selection. Now, are we going on the money line or are we going on the puck line? Money line or puck line dice in three, two, one. ATS. Minus one and a half. Puck line. So for the dice first selection, the Toronto Maple Leafs minus one and a half. Now, we've been getting juicy. Might as well keep it rolling. How about we roll for the game total? Set it five and a half. Are we going over? Are we going under? Are we cashing this ticket? I think so. Either way, what are you telling us, Dice? Three, two, one. Over. Over again. Over again. So we have, one more time, the Moneyline Dice have selected the Toronto Maple Leafs puck line minus one and a half and over five and a half for the game total. The Dice have spoken. We will hear none of your bullshit. For the dice, know all. They have told you what you need to play if you want to run to the window this evening. So lock in. Toronto Maple Leafs minus one and a half. And over game total, five and a half. In the dice, we trust. In the dice, we trust. Thank you, dice. Thank you, dice. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. And there you really have it, ladies and gentlemen. You have Armag's best bets. You have my best bets. We got a TTL showdown coming for you today. You got the triple play Thursday parlay to add to your bet slip as well. And if you were still all over the map, the Moneyline Dice told you what they're cashing tonight. We got no more value for you. We got nothing else to talk about and dive into when it comes to the sports gambling world today. If you are one of the kind degenerates who just stops by for the cruise picks and our analysis, 
can't thank you enough. We appreciate you stopping by day in and day out. It's about time to drop it down into first first gear and head to the rants and reactions portion of the TTL podcast. So get on out of here. Y'all come back now you're here though. We don't want to uh, be missing you for too long. So make sure you hammer those plays in and uh, we'll see you at the window promptly this evening. All right, partner. Let's kick it back down into first gear here. Time for some rants and reactions. Yeah, we changed the name a little bit. It was Banter Minutes. Going right into my motivation minutes. Didn't really Too have the minutes. ring to it. Too many minutes. So we changed it to Rants and Reactions. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We got a few things to uh, talk about. Some crazy stuff happened last night, my man. And uh, mentioned it on yesterday's pod. If you didn't hear me, I said, hey, we might see... 20 no-hitters this year in the MLB. <laughs> Fuck, we might see double digits at the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Well, we got another one on the board last night. Corey Kluber gets the sixth MLB no-hitter of the season, the first of his career on 101 pitches. What do you think about that? It's pretty impressive, man. I mean, it, these no-hitters are still impressive, but they're losing their luster. I, at least five years ago, and then for the, you know, previous portion of my life you get an alert from espn so-and-so has a no-hitter through seven innings oh shit lock give me to a tv yeah, right yeah, now exactly. now it's just like ah yeah cool good for him <laughs> yeah. neat. that's neat but it, i mean it's still blowing my mind that yeah. we are just under two months through the regular season and we already got six of those bad boys tallied up I mean, I firmly believe that we're at least going to see 10. Yeah, we're going to get 10. <laughs> we're we're going to get 10. No question. I don't know who's going to be the next one up. Shit, we might have another one tonight. Uh, but either way, I definitely think that... Uh, How about this- a little Johnny Cueto no-header? I wouldn't mind that one bit either. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that one bit for the sake of our plays. Let's just but keep them rolling. Yeah. Just why, dishing them out. Why, why the not? heck not? But yeah, the uh, no-hitter trend is becoming quite something to pay attention to in the MLB. I, I know it's getting harder to hit. I know it's becoming more difficult to see some of these pitchers with the spin rate, the velo, all that stuff. And obviously, it's uh, paying dividends for these pitchers. They've made some adjustments, and now we got uh, no-hitter number six on the board, thanks to Corey Kluber. Dudes are swinging for the fences. Yeah. Um, speaking of other, uh, big news and stats in the MLB, Fernando Tatis finally made his return from Mm -hmm. the IL last night and did so in rather dramatic fashion going four for four and on his fourth hit decided that it would be a good idea to do a split going into second base. So not only is the man a ridiculous athlete, he also can do uncanny things with his body that we didn't even know that he could do so he's a freak he's a freak he's a freak to say the least uh tatis is back but four for four partner i mean who is this kid watch the hell out watch the hell out for these padres man they've been kind of treading water without him and now they're uh, only a half game behind these giants yeah. For the AL West and for the entire NL, so yeah, they're starting to uh, with him back in the lineup. It's going to get a little scary. Yeah, it's a little scary. He definitely is a very, very critical part to that team uh, mm-hmm. producing any type of runs. We saw it last night, and I think they continue the trend, my friend. Yeah, I, think I they don't keep rocking. I don't think they're going to slow down here. No, I don't think they're going to slow down at all. And the NFL rumor train isn't slowing down at all either. Been some hot topics all throughout the past couple weeks. uh, Tim Tebow going to be going to the Jaguars as a tight end. Well, you can stop your speculations. You can stop all the hate because the deal has officially been inked. Tim Tebow 
is officially the Jacksonville Jaguars tight end for the 2021 NFL regular season. What I do mean, you think? We'll see if he uh we'll see. I mean you still got to make the team here. Yeah. You still got to make the team here. Still got to make the some, team. Uh, they've got but some I other tight ends that team. I can't think of the uh names of at but the But I think he makes the team regardless. You think so? I'm not I'm not looking at this as Tim Tebow's going to be fucking a 1200-yard tight end season. I'm looking at this no, as, no, no. as him being the rock in the locker room that Urban Meyer needs. Urban Meyer and Tim D- Tebow are boys. They were boys at Florida. They uh, Tim Tebow's a Jacksonville legend. He went to high school there. He grew up there, played college ball there. I mean, it's it's all the story has been in the making for decades at this point now. So even if Tim Tebow sees two snaps all season long, I think just his presence alone in the locker room and having that veteran mentality, I th- I think it's great for the organization. I do. I don't think he's making it. You don't think he's even I don't making think the he's team? Making it as a tight end, man. I think he's going to eat alive as a blocking tight end. Well, that that's what I'm saying is like he is not going to be seen. The no, I know. I if that, he makes the team, I'm yeah. not saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. He, he would be a fantastic locker room guy if that's what what he makes it for. Then that's what he makes it for. But yeah, but, I'm uh, uh, I'm predicting uh, a no. I'm predicting yeah, a no. We'll see. We'll see. A lot of uh, a lot of fans waiting to hear what's going to happen, and uh, definitely waiting for some serious news to break there if, if he makes the team or what the hell happens. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, we'll hang tight, and we'll definitely give you the update as soon as he officially makes the team or not. Uh, actually, some other news that a lot of uh, the sports community, especially the uh, soccer sports community and the Argentinian sports community. Um, got some seriously great news and put together a lot or or put to bed a lot of questions and a lot of um, heavy hearts um, stemming back from uh, the death of Diego Maradona. Uh, If you don't know Diego Maradona, obviously the legendary Argentinian football player Mm -hmm. and football club head coach when they made the deep, deep run um, in the FIFA World Cup. He is an absolute legend. And as you know, he did die. about two weeks uh, post brain surgery, they couldn't really figure it out. Didn't know what was going on, but they thought there was some type of negligence uh, happening. And actually, as of today, seven medical professionals have been charged with homicide of Diego Maradona, and they technically put it simple homicide with eventual intent. So essentially, there were some seven doctors, and they just didn't do their job correctly, that's and up. that's why Maradona's not around anymore. That's so. Wild. Really sucks. We would still have a legend around. Um, thought that would be something nice to say because I know a lot of people have been wanting some closure on that. And like he was only sixty years old. What the hell? I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's way too. Yeah, that's <laughs> with the 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 energy and the life that Maradona brought in every every circumstance he found himself in. It was just way too young. So to finally get some closure on that and get some information on that is is really really cool. So I, I actually suggest if you don't know who Maradona is or don't know a whole lot behind the current story behind it, I suggest going. And, I actually didn't hear any yeah, of that. I suggest going and checking some of that that out it's actually a, a really good story and and the story of uh, maradona's life is sure. <laughs> even yeah, yeah, yeah. even crazier Definitely. so um top notch there um maybe a little something more lighter make you laugh a little <laughs> bit here uh some other medical issues if you will lebron james seeing triple last night drops the three ball to advance the Lakers in the seventh seed, 113-110 over the Golden State Warriors. Is he being a baby partner? Is he is he flubbing things up to make himself feel better than he actually is? I, it was definitely a little bit of embellishment, if you ask me. 
I mean, it, his eye definitely looked like it. He definitely got poked in the eye. I sure. mean, he was definitely embellishing it, though. I mean, he was writhing on the ground as if he got stabbed in the eye or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as soon as he did it, I was like, okay, he's probably fine. He's just trying to get them to look at, to see if it's going to be a flagrant foul, which they did look at, but it didn't end up being a flagrant foul. Yeah. So, you know, a little bit of a little bit of an acting job just to get him a second look at it, maybe get a little extra free throw in there, but... I mean, that dagger three was, uh, like you said, I don't know if, if he was actually seeing triple. That seems yeah. like uh, pretty tough to shoot when you're seeing triple. Yeah, I pretty mean, far-fetched. But, <laughs> hey, whatever. And whatever. I saw I saw after after the game, he was, like, shaking hands with Steph and Draymond, and he, kept, he was, like, oh, saying something, and they kept, like, pointing to my eye, and Steph was just, like, shaking him off, like, shut up, get the yeah, hell out of here, dude. Like, like, <laughs> enough, enough already. Like, like, you, it, you, yeah, whatever, you hit it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, great for you, yeah, but it, it just as classic LeBron, it builds to the storyline. It builds to him being the GOAT. He had adversity, battled through it. Well, it's not technically adversity if you just manufacture a story as to why the adversity helped you and how you (laughs) battled through it. So I don't know. You can save my opinion for later on all that. I think it's a little childish, especially stemming back all the way to, well, whoever even came up with this playoff idea needs to be fired, but whatever. Like, come on now. And then we're carrying this into the playoffs. Like, what What are we doing? Just play the game, my guy. Like, <laughs> obviously, you were lying about how hurt you were. You weren't at all. We all know you have some aqua tank in your basement that you go in and hook up to, like, fucking Fajita and reheal in about 12 hours. So don't don't, don't come at me with all of that. You're you're embellishing all of this. Trying to build a little and suspense, he's, he's my just man. just trying to build a suspense. Trying to drop those uh, just, Lakers championship odds yeah, down so it's I'm a nice saying. little juicy. Uh, juicy offering for That's us. That's what I'm saying, man. He's uh, this is all this is what LeBron does. Now you got Lakers Suns. I don't. That's gonna I, be insane. I don't feel comfortable taking the Suns in a seven game series against LeBron and Anthony Davis. I'm gonna yeah, be honest with you. I don't. I don't know um, with how powerful the Suns have been. We'll see. I'm not too sure because um, they've been it, good, no doubt about it's it. It's gonna but. be tight and it's gonna be neck and neck, my man. E- either way, uh, either side of the playoff bracket, if you will. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, looking tight. Things are shaping up, and I'm getting excited. Yeah, shaping up. And speaking of neck and neck tight matchups. PGA Championship kicked off today, teed off today, for a better use of words there. Um, right now, uh, you keyed me in, Mr. Ricky Fowler, finally having uh, a good start. Starting, Starting off nicely. Hot. Yeah, he's two um, under. Two under. He'd been Got, playing uh, rough. Cameron Tringale, uh, four under in the lead right now through 11 holes. Uh, and you got Eric Van Ruyen. I don't know who that is, but he's three under. And then you got a ton of guys at two under. Yeah. Uh, favorite Ricky, or excuse me, Rory McIlroy, one under through six. Justin Thomas, one under through six. So Playing a lot a of guys. Uh, I mean, that course is supposed to be crazy, crazy windy. Maybe it hasn't. Uh, maybe it hasn't gotten too windy yet. But yeah. uh, I mean, if you look at it, it's like literally on a mountain on the side of the ocean. Yep. So like, I I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, yep. you're you're playing into some of those holes, and you get it about three quarters of the way to the green, and then you get a nice ocean gust that uh-huh. just sends it over the other fairway. Uh-huh. I they mean, don't call it the ocean course for nothing. That's what I'm saying, man. So I think we got some seriously fun rounds of golf to watch here this weekend, this afternoon, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Uh, get ready for that. The PGA Championship always always delivers. 
typically you do see some of those no-name guys up early in the lead Thursday, Friday morning. Then you get into Friday afternoon and into the weekend, and then you start seeing those big names pop up again. Yep. So don't worry right now if your uh, your early outright bet isn't looking so hot because that tends to be how it is until you get into the weekend. So unless they're really really tanking, yeah. But, unless uh, they're tanking, doesn't seem like there's too many favorites tanking now. So. Enough. Uh, searched high and low. Couldn't really find anything else super pressing to talk about. Uh, any hot news or takes uh, around there. As far as TTL goes, uh, going to run some final testing, final setup, final format on the YouTube live show today. Making sure we are all set up and ready to rock and roll and hit that streaming button come Monday 5:24 at 8:30 a.m. Central Standard Time. It may be 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Um, we're still trying to coordinate getting everything up because, like as we always say, these are the only two guys that you see mm-hmm. as the face of the Talking the Line sports media. We ain't got no team. We ain't got no nothing. So everything you're about to see in the coming days, weeks, months has all come out of me and Mag's big old brains. We have done the research. We have gotten creative we have opened up the books and we have watched what those who have been successful uh who have gone before us are doing and we are just following suit we have uh we've been putting in some serious work here uh opening up this week just trying to get into that spot so we cannot wait we are getting so juiced uh we got the format laid out last night and uh, as far as the intro some of the other things there and Man, oh man, I cannot wait to bring this to you guys. I am grinning from ear to ear, and if you can hear it in my voice, just uh, getting a little bit excited here. I mean, it looks killer, and the YouTube live show is going to be awesome. Uh, The other video content we got coming on YouTube, uh, we have another live show in the works in addition to the live Talking the Line podcast uh, YouTube show, so be on alert for that. most likely tomorrow into the weekend, uh, once we have ourselves in a good spot, we'll let you know for sure. Uh, we'll drop the link for the YouTube channel. We'll make sure you guys are all set and ready to rock and roll so you don't have to go get to searching and trying to be high and low come uh, Monday morning. That way you can just jump right in, see us live, see our faces for the first time during the podcast and get all of our best bets, all the analysis, all the good shit we always bring you. But now, you get to see it live. Cannot wait. I know my partner's ready to get live, get in action, get going. Um, other than that, newsletter still on hold. Nothing uh, nothing crazy been decided for that yet. Still trying to uh, grind out like I uh, have been kind of saying right here. Um, other than that, we will uh, be sure just to keep you updated. I, I'm thinking of a few things here that I don't want to quite tell y'all about yet because we are up to something and have been up to something and will continue to be up to something. So I don't want to uh, let the cat out of the bag. I want it to be a nice surprise. Yeah, we're and, always going to uh, be up to something. Oh, we're always going to be up to something. It's always going to be improving and it's always going to be getting bigger and better for all of you. And uh, once again, it's just me and Mags. So all your support, all your following, everything, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. Everything you see, every piece of content, everything is just me and Mags. So literally, without you guys, it would not be possible. We cannot thank you enough for 
everything you guys do to help us grow our brand. And we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep getting bigger and better. We're going to keep improving. And we're just going to keep making our platform and the Talking the Line sports media brand top-notch, bigger, better, faster, stronger, day in and day out. No question in my mind, and I know my partner agrees. So there you have it. There's the rants and reactions, a little bit of TTL updates. Let's close this bad boy out with some Colts Motivation Minutes. So today, bringing you a quote of my own. This quote, actually, I'll give you a little backstory here before we dive into the quote in the Motivation Minutes. My partner and I went to Illinois State University for college. Shout out. Shout out. Roll birds. And there is a nice bar that was our favorite Tuesday bar Mm -hmm. called Brujas. You could get a 16-ounce Rolling Rock, two double cheeseburgers, French fries, and maybe a couple of imports and get out of that son of a bitch for under $15. Oh, yeah. That Play, might, uh, and and that might be pushing it. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, we're talking about maybe under $10. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then get you a nice game of darts, bump some mm-hmm. elbows with the uh, locals, and head on home for a great Tuesday evening. Mm-hmm. Now, I preface that telling you they have a challenge at Brujas where they have 40 imports. And you can go in every single Tuesday and get these imports and stamp a card. Once you get the card finished... They give you a Bruja's t-shirt. You completed it. Nobody else can get these t-shirts unless you do the import. But they also give you a plaque on the wall. And people do funny things. Oh, your mom joke or whatever the case might be. It's typically pretty goofy and Mm -hmm. and pretty off-the-wall shit. Still got my card, by the way. Oh, okay. Didn't fit those 16 ounce rolling rocks were a little Still too much to pass okay. up sometimes. Okay. I, I finished twice, so I got a black and I got a gray. So <laughs> I, uh, I am not an alcoholic. <laughs> I am committed to going so, back down there at some point and, and finishing that damn thing. Yeah, I feel you. So where does this all tie in with my motivation minutes? On my plaque on the wall, my first one, my second one was a little more something funny and off the wall, but my first one, I wanted to leave an impact because I didn't know if I would be able to do a second one. I wanted to somebody scrolling down these plaques on the wall and they say, Colton Sorokin, whoa, and it just makes them think. So I put my quote, a quote that um, I had formulated back in college. I don't even remember where I got it. I was just talking with some buddies one day and I just kind of came up with it out of nowhere. And that's what I wanted to make today's motivation minutes on. And I've actually had people tell me that that plaque has stopped them and they've taken a picture of it and sent it to me via Snapchat or something like that. So pretty cool that that's actually been able to happen. Now that quote is, even a dead fish can go with the flow. Short, sweet, simple, and to the point. And what do I mean by that? Everybody can fall in line. Similar to what I said in my motivation minutes yesterday, Everybody can do what the crowd is doing. Everybody can hop on board, get stuck in the day-to-day monotony, and just continue to go with the flow. How many times have you heard people say that? I'm just going with the flow, man. I'm just going with the flow. Do they sound excited when they say that? Do they 
sound like their life has a purpose. It's like, like one of those filled. It's like one of those things where you see a cashier, like, oh, how you doing? Ah, spectacular. Well, spectacular. Me, see, I'll say spectacular and I mean it. Spectacular yeah. is my word, man. Or living the dream. Living Sorry, the that's dream. what they living say. The yeah, dream. There they you say. go. There you go. So going with the flow. I'm just going with the flow. I mean, how uninspiring does that sound? Mm. And think of it from the dead fish example. You're in the stream. Any fucking fish can just stop swimming and just, ah, I'll sit in the current, forget it, Mm -hmm. and just go. Even a dead fish can accomplish that, can just get in the current and go. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to have a heartbeat to at least just go with the flow. Right. But the real warriors, the real survivors, the real ones who find success in that upper 1% of this society, and I'm not talking upper 1% based on wealth or based on money Mm -hmm. or based on assets. I'm talking based on mentality and spiritual connection. Those people are the ones that aren't afraid to swim upstream, that aren't afraid while everyone else is just hopped on the current, just floating on by through life, don't seem to have a care in the world, they're head first down into that current. They're swimming as hard as they can, and no matter how hard that current pushes against them, they continue to push upstream. Today, since the quote is so simple and concise, and you can pretty much formulate some of your own rabbit holes from it, I just want you to think about being an alive fish. Be an alive fish today. Don't just go with the flow. Don't just fall into what everybody else is doing it because everybody else is doing it. Don't just start doing things because everybody else tells you it's the things you should be doing. Investigate for yourself. Dive into the current. Try swimming upstream. See how far you can make it. If you get sucked down a little bit, regroup, flex the fins, Go after it again. There's no reason that you can't, and there's no reason that you should continue to waste your life like a dead fish and just hopping on the current and going with the flow. Mm -hmm. So today I will leave you with my friends one more time, my quote of the day. Even a dead fish can go with the flow. That's my motivation minutes for this Thursday, May 20th, 2021. There you have it. I had been dying to get that out there for a while. I uh, came across that quote a few days ago, and I was like, "Oh man, I gotta, I gotta drop this on the uh, TTL faithful because mm-hmm. that's been, uh, it's been one of my no, favorites a good for one. a while." It's a good so, one. if you ever find yourself in Bloomington Normal at Brujas, go ahead to the back left corner on the third plaque from the left <laughs> on the bottom left. You will see. Even a dead fish can go with the flow. Colton Soroka, September 16th, 2019. I'm going to get up there one. You're going to see me at age like 45. I got my card <laughs> done. It I got it done. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. All right. One hour, nine minutes, 22 seconds on this episode. I think it's about time we get things wrapped up and get this out to the general public. And uh, thank you to all the kind gamblers that stopped by this episode of the TTL pod. Before we let y'all go, as per usual, let's see if he's got it. My man, Mags, anything burning on the brain, itching at the heart, festering in your soul that you've been dying to get out onto the airwaves and drop on the heads of the kind of generous that stopped by today's episode of the TTL pod. So, uh, uh-oh. 
I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't have anything. Oh. I don't have anything. I uh, was trying to find something here this last ten minutes, but because uh, we got towards the end of the pod here, and I said, "Ah, oh, shit!" I said yesterday that I was going to have something prepared, <laughs> didn't I? And uh, so I guess this will take its place. But uh, I got nothing. Got nothing. All I right. got nothing for us. All right. Well, he's got nothing for us. Uh, one of these days, maybe he will have. I uh, absolutely loved the high lie yesterday. Yeah, we got and then really we watched going. the Jackass clip, and I went ahead and posted, posted it, it on posted Twitter, it on right? The yeah, talking the line Twitter is well. worth the watch. It's yeah, fucking fun. It is. Uh, it is definitely worth the watch. But we have kept you here long enough today. You got all the bets you could possibly want. You got R-Mag's best bets, my best bets. You got the Triple A Thursday parlay, TTL showdown, Moneyline Dice. We talked about all of the hot topics currently going on this morning in the sports world and uh, some of our own TTL updates with a little bit extra in between. Remember today, even a dead fish can go with the flow. And thank you, thank you, thank you. I know I say it. So many times at the end of every single episode, but as we go day by day and continue to grow as a company and as a brand, it just never ceases to amaze me. Mm-hmm. I I open up our numbers, I look at our social medias, and every day I'm just like, this is a joke. This <laughs> this this sounds pulling a prank this, this on is, us. This is a joke. We we did not expect to even be. A tenth of the way to where we are right now when we started this about six, seven, eight months ago. Right. Um, just from the preliminary planning stages about eight months ago. So thank you guys. I, I cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. All of your support, your following, everything in between. Please keep them flowing. Be a friend. Tell a friend about the TTL Sports Media crew. Have them come join us. That way we can bankrupt these books one play at a time together without further ado ladies and gentlemen degenerates gamblers far and wide from me and max we hope you have a spectacular rest of your thursday unless you have other plans let's cash some tickets